Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. GeekCastRadio.com presents The GeekCast Radio Top 100 Animated Series of All Time Thank you for that awesome theme, Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to GeekCast Radio, episode 20. Today is going to be the beginning of something very epic here at GeekCast Radio Network. To introduce this epicness, joining myself, TFG and Mike, and Steve Megatron, is the one, the only, Optimus Solo. Take it away, oh, sir. I thought you were going to call me uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Mike is right. This is a, a truly epic project that we've been tweeting about for months is finally here. Um, that's right, folks. We are here today to introduce the GeekCast Radio Network's Top 100 Animated Series of All Time. Now, this may be one of the biggest projects we have ever undertaken here at GeekCast Radio. It for sure is the biggest project of 2011, and that is why we are devoting an entire episode just to introducing it. So we're about to lay the groundwork for how this list came to be, how we decided the order of the list, who helped make the list, and most importantly, when and how you can hear the actual unveiling of the list itself. Now, I know some of you are probably saying, screw the introduction and just tell us what the list is, but... In order to get like the full understanding of the list, and so we don't have a bunch of ignorant comments about, you know, this missed the list, or how did you guys figure this out? That's why we're doing this, so you guys can understand the rules, understand the whole process. And we have something very special coming at the end of this episode in which we will reveal some of the shows that just missed making the top 100. Um, now, one thing I want to put out there right from the beginning is that I am the only person right now that knows the identity of the top 100 animated series. Mike doesn't know the list. Steve doesn't know the list. Nobody else involved actually knows the list. So so this is something that's going to be revealed as we record, so the reactions are going to be pretty genuine. Um, that being said, what are you most looking forward to or, or what are you excited or interested about in the course of these next five episodes, Steve? I'm looking forward to just finding out the order. I mean, that's one of the main things, and just finding out how things ended up ranking and uh, finding out how much better we are 
Oh, oh, did I say that out loud? Um, then IGN. <laughs> Do you have any like specific shows you're kind of interested in, or you're looking, you're going to be watching for? Um, I, I'm curious about Beast Wars, Beast Machines, Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, some of the GI Joe stuff. I mean, uh, just various stuff from the '80s and uh, early '90s that uh, we all grew up with. Yeah. How about you, Mike? As long as Mask makes it above 99, I will be happy. <laughs> so mask is the only one you care about no 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 um no but i mean you know i say that laughing and joking but no seriously as long as mask makes it above 99 because i think that was a crock of shit where it landed on the ign list and we'll get into that later um like steve said i'm, I'm looking forward to uh to seeing where where the stuff falls and, and just seeing what each of us is going to have to say about each of these cartoons as a whole for best series of all time. And the thing about the list is, is at least in my opinion, is is it's, yes, they have certain rankings, obviously, but, you know, the way I approached it is what would be the best animated series of all time. So basically, for me, a lot of these, in my own personal mind, are going to be number one no matter what. But I think that's you know that's the biased version. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see wh- where it lies and and, and what happens. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to possible collaborations during the episodes. So yeah, that's that's what I'm looking right. forward to. Excellent. Well, I think we should just get right into it as far as how the uh, how the list came about and basically, if anyone out there is a Tooncast listener, you should understand exactly where <laughs> this idea came from. I don't know how it started on uh, Tooncast. I think it was because we somehow included it in one of the scripts at one point of of where one of the shows we were covering on Tooncast la- landed on the IGN list. And once we did that, we started doing it with almost every show as making a point as to find out where it landed. And as we were going through Tooncast, the number of shows that didn't make the IGN list and just some of the placements of the shows really started to piss Mike and myself off. More so you than me. I mean, some of them <laughs> pissed me off, but m- like almost every episode that you were on that we had an IGN ranking, you were just like, uh, son of a... You know, <laughs> right. um, I think, honestly, thinking back, I'm trying to remember. <clears throat> I don't think it started as early as episodes one through seven. I honestly think where the hate really started and the interest of actually looking at IGN's list actually happened with mask for for me personally that's yeah. that's where it happened because for like me it was with one of the first ones that didn't make the list that we covered and i want to say it was like yogi bear or something yep that didn't even make the ign list i know that's kind of getting into specifics but that really set me off yeah so so basically the point is we we started getting really pissed about the list and like 80 episodes later um, I finally said, you know, we were trying to come up with some ideas for our flagship show here at GeekCast Radio, and I said, why don't we stop complaining about the list, and why don't we take our own shot at it? Um, so that led to a whole bunch of things that we're going to get to over the course of this episode, but that's basically where the idea came up. Instead of just bashing them nonstop, why don't we put our money where our mouth is, so to speak, and present our own list? And that's basically how it all came about. I mean, yeah. Once, once we kind of had the idea, everything kind of took a took a life of its own, and just kind of was the runaway train from that point on. 
Um, so let's get into the IGN list a little bit so people can understand those that don't, you know, didn't listen to TuneCast or, or, you know, might not be familiar with that. For example, the, I want to throw out a statistic because I actually spent some time this past week going over the IGN list very carefully. And once you get to the end of the list, they have user comments. And they had, last I counted, which was a couple days ago, they had 756 user comments. I actually took the time, so nobody else would have to, and scrolled through and read all 756 comments. Don't ask me why, why, but uh, I kept a tally of how many user comments were overall general positive statements about IGN's list. And out of 756 total comments, there was 29 positive comments. That means there was... Yeah, that means there was almost 730 negative comments. 727 to be specific. And and the negative comments are, I mean, some of them are ignorant people. I understand you're always going to get ignorant people when you're dealing with people on the Internet. Um, There's a lot of comments, you know, just on a specific show not making it, you know, so-and-so's favorite show didn't make it or this or that. Um, There was some comments that just the order of the shows was was off. Um, Some comments, how could certain shows make the list? And some just general, like, you guys are absolutely batshit insane. What is this? Um, And I know you guys have looked over the IGN list. You guys have looked at some some of the comments. Just talk a little bit about, like, your reactions or your thoughts on the IGN list as a whole, Steve. Um, The IGN list... uh well, there were numerous things I didn't like about it. One, uh, none, a lot of it was ranked based on uh, what came out when we were kids. Most of it was what you thought you liked nowadays, like in terms of um, what the average, uh, you know, 30, 20, and 30-something-year-old would mm-hmm. like, which would be, um, you know, South Park, Beavis and Butthead, you know, all those kind of... Uh, shows like that that actually do nothing mm-hmm. in essence and uh, it, it just was kind of interesting to me how low or uh, which shows didn't even make the list over at IGN uh, compared to what happened to make the list I mean it, it was just staggering the amount that yeah. it, it was off I mean there were shows that should have gotten more recognition based on what they were and they were either non-existent or they were way at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. And there were shows that were ranked way too high. And uh, on another spot, uh, it was the fact that they had the one <laughs> show per page, which was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. And so I want to read a couple of comments before I let Mike respond. Um, these are a few of the, the, the comments that made me laugh a little bit. But uh, one said, I just hate people that pretend that they know what they're doing. Um, one that one was like right at the beginning, and they said, this was before the 700 comments, and they said, you are going to be crucified for this list, and rightfully so. That was pretty prophetic. Um, coming from an animation major in and future animator, I have to say this list is incredibly awful. Sure, these lists are subjective, but there are times when you are just flat out wrong. Um, I'm ashamed of the makers of this list. I'm sure they didn't uh, think this through at all. It also, it almost seems like they randomly picked from a hat. Um, they because they released it one at a time over a course of a certain amount of days or weeks or months or whatever. There's one guy that said we're not even at the top 50, and this is already 
bleep. So, I mean, there's <laughs> just some some absolutely great. Another one said that this is the worst list IGN has ever done. Um, this list sucks. I mean, it just goes on and on. Who the hell is doing this list, and how is it being rated? Um, I don't know. It's just bad. Mike, what are your thoughts on it? A couple of things beforehand. Um, someone told me that majority of... And we'll get into our age range later down down the line in this episode as far as who we collaborated with and all that. I'll get to that in, uh, in a bit. But <clears throat> someone told me that the majority of the IGN editors are pff, 31 and under. <laughs> so it's not like, – like I always say all oh, those old fogies at IGN. That's technically incorrect. It's those goddamn young whippersnappers that won't get off my lawn. <laughs> um, get off my lawn. <laughs> Uh, for me, I, I've never looked at any of the user comments because they're probably like 727 of them are probably the exact same thoughts I've had. So there's no sense in me. I've never looked at them. Here's a good one. Personally, I think that this is, this list is first place of most horrible list ever in human history. (laughs) I love that phrase. (laughs) One of, one of my personal goals for this, for our version, our, our list is for someone whether it's if it has to be me to do it I will I will do it but um, for someone to go through every single Wikipedia entry of every cartoon that makes our list and lists in 2011 the Geekcast Radio Network's top 100 animated series list Yogi Bear was ranked whatever. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so the Wikipedia entries would be edited to say that that it's not just IGN that has this list because it's yeah. like everyone, like every time you see IGN's name or any list that they do, it's like, oh my god, it's it's like up on this fucking pedestal for Christ's sake. Yeah, there's a, here's a, I'm going to read a few more. This list is flawed in so many ways. Just because there's a cartoon on Adult Swim doesn't mean it has to be on your list. Uh, this list alone makes me want to delete my account. Um, I'm not a violent person, but if I don't close my browser now, you guys might be in trouble. (laughs) And another one that said this list was organized in about one hour with a list of 100 cartoons drawn from a hat. Yeah. I I personally created an account just to advertise for our top 100. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was so asinine, the entire list that they had, that it just made me sick to look at it. And I I think I've pretty much summed up IGN when I can... Break down the acronym to say Idiot Gaming Network. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I want to say I counted at one point the number of um, adult programs that was on there. And when I say adult, I mean basically anything that was on Adult Swim. Also, the types of shows. And I'm not saying some of these aren't good. But, you know, adult or primetime cartoons, which mean like South Park, Simpsons, uh, you know, Family Guy, um, you know, like American Dad, that type of stuff. As well as the Adult Swim stuff, which is like, you know, Robot Chicken, uh you know, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, Futurama, you know, that type of show. Their list is almost half adult or primetime cartoons. Yeah. And to me, that that's going to get into when we get into our list and what we mean by top animated series. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, another thing that, that drove everybody nuts about the IGN list was the whole thing that Steve brought up, that there was only one series per page and you had to click a hundred times to get through the 100 shows me personally when i first found out about this lit like i i first got curious on 
on on doing Tooncast because I had never looked at it before. So I searched it out, and I saw that it was a hundred pages. I'm like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even care what they wrote. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Underneath the little title of the whatever the cartoon was, and the, I don't even care what they wrote to, to describe why they put it where they put it. I just clicked through all 100 pages, fast click, just to see what was ranked where. I, yeah. I didn't even care what they had to say. This is the first time I had looked through it. Um, since then, I've I've gone back and I've fast clicked, but I've also read each one. Mm-hmm. And oh, mm. well, I when I saw it, I actually stopped <laughs> and spent about I don't know ten minutes searching online for a version that was just the shows listed. Like I'm like I am not clicking through there. I actually spent time googling to try to find somebody else that had gone through and actually made it in a list format. I'm like this is absolutely ridiculous, and that's something that we will not do to you, um, because when we do our our visual post, which we'll get to maybe a little bit later, it will all be one post that you can scroll through. Yeah. So you're not going to have to click 100 times to see our 100 shows, which all they did that for was so they could get more hits. I swear to God. Probably. Um, but anyways, um, let's see. What was another thing I wanted to say? Oh, th- this kind of goes into why I th- I'm looking forward to our list a little bit more than theirs. Basically, they threw their list out there. They gave absolutely no groundwork as far as how they came up with the list. They gave no- nothing is available on their website as to the process, who was involved, what what the method was, nothing. They just threw this list out, and that's it. They haven't responded to any of the criticism. They haven't done anything. It's just like, here's a list. We don't give a fuck what you think. That's the list. Yeah. And that's what the benefit of us doing a podcast is, because you're going to hear both sides of a lot of these shows and where they're placed, because we're not going to agree with our own list at times. Yeah. There's so many people involved that each one of us is going to have a little bit different take, but because we're doing it in a podcast form, you're going to be able to hear both sides of the argument and it, it, you're also going to hear in this episode how we actually came up with a list. So I think that just alone puts us at an advantage over their list. I said I had said to you off air. Um, what I don't understand is they made they put this list out in 2009. 2009 podcasting had already taken off. I could see maybe like 2004, 2005, 2006. Like podcasting was just getting its beginnings. But 2009, podcasting was, I've said this many times before, and I, I, I literally do believe this, podcasting is the new form of radio and the new form of, of talk radio. Um, 
And I don't understand why. They, I know IGN has a podcast. I've seen it on iTunes. I know they have one. I don't understand why they wouldn't do this. Maybe they're just not motivated enough. I just don't understand why they didn't at least tell us how many people were involved or yeah. what their method was in coming up with their shows. Exactly. Because at least we're going to be right up straightforward in this episode as to what our definition of top series is and some of our biases and, and different stuff like that. Um, I will say, as far as statistics go, I'll throw a number out here because there were 30 shows on IGN's top 100 list that did not make our top 100 list. <laughs> so we have 30 different shows. So, I mean, there is obviously going to be some shows that are going to be on both lists because some shows you just can't deny. But there, 30 different shows is a lot. Yes. So so that's our spiel on IGN. And unless any of you guys have any last comments about IGN before we get into our list. No maybe, IG- maybe our list will encourage them to rethink their own. Yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, we're going to spam them or you know flood their comment list until they check it out. No, um, that's what our our fan base can do. There we go. And then they'll uh, they'll be competing with us for years to come for the top animated series of all time lists. That's right, because we were going to get this list out there as many places as possible once we actually do the visual post, and then you know people can hear us discuss it. Mike, do you want to get into a little bit as far as uh, who is involved in making our list? Yes. Um, one of the things was when Kevin first brought this up to me, because, I mean, really, this is Kevin's project. He wanted to do it. It was the big thing that he wanted to do. And, I mean, you know, no offense to any of the people that we collaborate with, no offense to Steve. I mean, Kevin and I have put in the most time with us. I mean, when we were making our personal lists to collaborate into the master list, we spent what, six hours on Skype going back back and and forth. And that's something that hopefully we can get into as we go through each episode is what each person's method was for coming up with their list. But Mike and I actually debated things, talked things out, and our lists are totally different. Um, But we talked things out and argued with each other for almost six hours as we came up with our list. And I, I, I mean, <laughs> we're geeks. We have no life. And and you know, if you don't know me by now, anybody that's listening, this should be no surprise that this thing was my idea because I am a list freak. Yes, you are. So, um, as far as the collaboration, I had said to Kevin, I said, if we're gonna do this, this can't just be the people from Geekcast. This can't just be me, Kevin, Steve. Michael Wilson, even though Michael isn't actually, unfortunately, he's not actually included with us, unfortunately. He he never, we just didn't think to include him with it. Sorry, Michael. Um, He he could have seen the post and responded. Oh, did he? (laughs) I mean, he he should have seen the entries. Yeah. He had a chance, but yeah. Um, So, like me, Steve, uh, we actually included Tara, one of our newest uh, co-hosts, JT from Saskatoon, Glade Packer. Um, so the, they're involved as well. And I said to Kevin, I said, there's no way that the five, six, seven of us just at GeekCast Radio Network can do this and it be objectionable or ob- it be objective. It, it's not going to be an unbiased list of just we do it. Right. So I said, why don't I talk? Why don't I send out emails to everybody saying, hey, look, we're doing this. Do you want to be a part of it? Like different, you know, geek networks out there. So this is a list for geeks by geeks. Um, and you know, over over the course of all of us doing podcasts, we've made connections with different people. So we basically reached out to everybody we knew. Exactly. Uh, the first group that we reached out to was this week in geek. 
Um, Mike Dodd, Mike Laidman, Ryan Merkley, Matt Spada, and David Dennis all supplied lists out of the uh, nine or ten people at This Week in Geek. And, of course, I don't count over there because, obviously, I'm with GCRN, <laughs> even though I also do stuff on, on, uh, on Nerd News. Um, <laughs> getting some of these guys to actually submit lists is like you know pulling arms and legs. There's a lot of people that think they're busier than they are. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's um, not that hard to come up with a list. There's one person on on the Twig crew that actually, uh, and I'm not meaning to throw anybody under the bus either, but one person that actually put a lot of thought into it, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, David Dennis. I, 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 I got to give him a shout out because yeah. he may have put, you know, I know we just said, you know, Mike and I spent like hours and hours and hours, probably six to 10 hours doing ours, but, uh, double D there, he sent me, I think grand total wise might've been five or six different versions of his top 100. And I could just really tell that he was putting a whole lot of thought and I know everybody put thought into it, but I mean, he, he went above and beyond. So I give a shout out to double D. Yes. Um, I believe it was, I don't know, sometime last year in 2010 or might've been 2009 or something or other. I had found, um, the pop culture network. I had found them on, on YouTube. I had originally found their, their YouTube series, that new toy smell. And I had worked with uh, Pixel Dan a couple times on Toycast. He's worked with us a couple times on Tooncast. Um, I've got uh, I've worked with Flavor Dave a couple times on a couple of our shows. Um, so Pop Culture Network consists of the people that submitted the list was Dirt, Pixel Dan, Flavor Dave, and Scotty Cash. Um, these guys are all really really awesome. Actually, the entire Pop Culture Network is awesome. Also, uh, Killin, uh, their their Lord and Master over there. Um, and I forget there's like one or two other people th- that are really cool over there. So I wanted them in on this. So that's them. Um, uh, chicken pot pod. I've <laughs> been going through some, some different changes and, and things. So it probably wasn't the best time to hit them up for it, but we did get them involved. Yes. And then uh, Kevin should probably talk about the next one here. Well, obviously you guys always hear me <laughs> pimping out behind the voiceactors.com and since we are a site that deals with voice act or voiceovers, which is basically all cartoons and you know obviously animated movies and video games and stuff like that too, but they have some good knowledge of animated series, so I wanted to include them. So I have um, two uh, two of the well, with me included, three of the four administrators there. Uh, one of them goes by the tag of NCZ, and one of them is Jackson H. Um, and then I got another one of the uh, kind of the senior moderators over there names purple warrior 13 so we got those three guys from behind the voice actors involved yes and then uh i believe it was michael wilson's idea when we were doing the beast unleashed podcast and when we were you know still doing you know weekly toy cast episodes to um he told us about this uh, this twitter account blogomatic 3000 which is based in the uk and Blogomatic 3000 has become the GCRN UK affiliate, so Phil, uh, the leader over at Blogomatic, uh, also submitted a list as well, and that is everyone that has collaborated with us. So we've got This Week in Geek, Pop Culture Network, Chicken Pop Pod, Behind the Voice Actors, and Blogomatic 3000. So there's, including us here at Geekcast Radio Network, there's a total of 20 lists that made the master list possible. Yeah, and if you if you could just hit on you know geography and the ages, uh, the age range I believe is anywhere from nineteen to forty. So this is not a 
20 people that were all aged, whatever, 26 or something like that. Yeah. We are, we are ranging in from, you know, high school, you know, like seniors or freshmen in college, that type of age, all the way up to, you know, uh, married with kids, you know, yeah. full grown adults. So we're, we have a, a pretty good age range. So this is not one specific age group. As far as the geography stuff, um, Kevin, Steve, and myself are all in the States. JT is up in Saskatoon in Canada, I believe. Tara is in Canada as well. And Glade Packer is out there in Utahville. And for our three states, we got Michigan, uh, Kentucky, and Illinois. And then for this week in Geek, they're all in Canada except for Spada. He's in Baltimore. And then Pop Culture Network, they're all based out of Illinois as well. <laughs> That's why I like them so much. <laughs> uh, Chicken Pop Pod, they are all based out of North Carolina. Uh, I'm, Behind the voice actors are all over the place. I yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anything about them. And then Phil, as we said, is is the UK affiliate. I believe he's I believe he's in, in England. Um, so the, the point is, we're, we not only have an age range, where we cover three different countries. Exactly. So we're not one group of people we... Worldwide. This is not like a little niche project or something like that. Exactly. So, yeah, so those are the 20 people that uh, that submitted lists. I'm going to get into a little bit as far as how the whole list selection went and, and the rules as far as how they made up their shows so you guys can kind of understand where we're coming from. Um, we didn't have a lot of rules here. We did have uh, about three main ones. Number one... This is, since most of us um, outside of Phil were all from North America, since it was television series, we put a rule in there that all of the series in the top 100 had to have aired on television in North America at some point. The reason we put that in there was not because we're necessarily, I mean, we, some of us are, but it's not because we have an anti-anime thing, but it was to prevent the shows that were never actually shown in North America, the ones that were just released like as a dub or as like on a DVD set or something like that. It's this television series, so they had to have played on television. Um, the second rule, we wanted to avoid the whole thing, since there's a lot of new shows always coming out, we didn't want someone putting a show in the top 100 that basically had only had a few episodes aired, even if they're great. So we put a rule in there that everything had to have at least had one full season to be eligible. Wasn't there also a cutoff year? Didn't we say, like, I think I had told you, like, like anything from, like, Looney Tunes era, so like, 1920s up till, wasn't there a cutoff year that we had as well? Um, not as far as the beginning. I mean, it, as far as the, the earliest year, as long as it was on TV, it was fine. As far as the, you know, it, it, we could have had something that aired in 2010 as long as um, it had aired for a full season. The basic gist of that was just so we could uh, uh, avoid shows that just started, even though they're good, like, let's say, Transformers Prime. Right. Um, G.I. Joe Renegades. Um, there's a few, obviously, uh, superhero uh, cartoons that just recently came out. And I don't think it's fair to judge something on five or six episodes. So that was basically our uh, our only other rule. Now, as far as the people that were submitting the lists, they had a choice. You could rank all 100, and that's what luckily... A, a good handful of us did, but you had to rank at least 35 shows or 20, 25 shows. 25 shows was the minimum. You had to rank at least 25 because some people, and I understand their, their feelings. Some people feel that there are not that many that deserve to be in the top 100. So they felt that there, you know, there was only a, so many that deserved a vote 
and they didn't feel comfortable voting for other ones. Other ones, maybe they didn't have the time to get 100, even though that's kind of BS. But whatever their reason is, they had to give us at least 25 shows. Now, those 20 people then, what they did is they just ranked them in order. So, like, let's say Mike's list, he ranked it 1 through 100 and gave it to me. And the way we came up with the list is using my uh, Excel and... I really hate math, so I don't know why I like statistics, but (laughs) I have this whole thing where I can plug it in. If you rank something as your number one show, basically that show was awarded. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 100 points. If you rank something as your number two show, it was given 99 points and so forth until like if you rank something 100, it got one point. So as lists come in, points are accumulated and eventually we had shows um, in my Excel thing that would automatically sort itself based on the number of points it got and the 100 shows with the most points is what's making our list. So basically what that means is none of us had any say besides our own list. Like, we could control what we voted on, but none of us had a control over the entire list. Like, it wasn't like it was done and we could look at it and say, well, no, this needs to move here, this needs to move there. So that was, I guess, our way of trying to get a little of the bias out. Yeah. Um, The only time where we had a say over it, um, occasionally there would be a tie where two shows ended up with the exact same amount of points. In the case of a tie, Steve, Mike, and myself each cast a vote, since there's three of us, and whichever one got at least two votes was the was the tiebreaker, and, and that's basically how we did that. I think I covered everything as far as how the, the actual list was, was made. I do want to say that the grand total number of shows that got a vote, there was 355 different TV series that got a vote. So... Mm-hmm. We covered a humongous, you know, range of shows, and that's I, the reason I throw that out there is because uh, for the people that are going to be upset that a certain show didn't make the list, that did not mean it didn't get voted. It probably got votes, but in order to make the list, you had to, you know, appear on multiple people's votes and 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 accumulate quite a few points. So, anything else we need to say as far as the list? I think I've rambled about it long enough. Any any thoughts, Steve? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to the like our <laughs> definition of top animated series of all time. The fact that it is not about our favorite shows, Flintstone, Simpsons, Dragon Ball Z, whatever. It is about a combination of longevity, legacy, critical acclaim, awards, and of course voice acting, animation, storytelling, etc. I just want to throw something out there. The reason I kind of put those shows out there is I'll use the same example I used with the people that were voting. Um, 
using Simpsons because that's one I always like to use as an example, um, or even Dragon Ball Z. I don't watch either one of those shows. I never have. I don't care for them. But this is not about my favorite series. So when I created my list, Simpsons and Dragon Ball Z both got very high votes on my list. So, I mean, and that's something that each person was kind of told to consider when making their list is even if there are certain shows that you don't necessarily love or you don't like or you don't watch, you have to take into account, you know, how popular was the show? How long was it on? Does it deserve a spot? So even though I don't like Simpsons, yes, it deserves a spot way towards the top of a top 100 list. So, exactly. you know, it's not about our own personal favorites. Now, I did, you know... If you're ranking 100, there's obviously going to be some favorites that maybe squeeze in there here or there as you're coming up with your 100 shows, but hopefully a majority of them are ones that actually legitimately, you know, legitimately deserve to be in a top 100 list. Yeah. Um, this is not about which shows are best from an adult standpoint. The whole it doesn't hold up today type of argument. We are not judging a show created in the 60s, 70s, or 80s on how well an adult in the 2000s or 2010s thinks it is. Cartoons were made for a specific audience, kids, in a specific time period. If they were the most popular show on television for a number of years, then they deserve a spot as a top series regardless of how good or bad they are to today's audience or to those same kids as adults. However, saying all that, some of the amount of bias is unavoidable. Well, I just want to, you know, go off that one because that's my soapbox there. You know, I hate that argument. I hate when people say something doesn't deserve to be in a top list because it's no longer good or because it doesn't hold up or because it's crap now. That's complete bullshit to me. I would agree with you on most points because, like, everybody's, you know, like all of my favorite cartoons, you know, a perfect example, Transformers Generation 1. When I did the TFG1 podcast, I looked at it analytically. However, I don't know, I, I have a switch in my brain. Analyze this or for pure enjoyment. And it can go either way. Um, for me, I can turn off the analyzation switch and just watch it for pure enjoyment. Sure, I know G1 isn't the best Transformers cartoon ever because of all of its issues. However, I still love watching those episodes. Well, and, and the point is, like, just take Transformers, for example, take, like, G.I. Joe or some of those other 80s shows, just because those are the ones that usually get picked on for this the most. Like, to me, yes, some of those shows don't hold up today, but that does not take away from the quality of the show as it was when it was made. Transformers and G.I. Joe in the 80s were the two probably most popular 80s cartoons for boys. Like, not many people can argue against that. It was created for 80s kids. And it was successful in what it did. Like, you can't try to judge something that was made in a completely different decade and just say, well, and that's what I think IGN did, is that's why they have so many adult comedies on there, because those are the ones that are viewable by adults. Yeah. So when an adult tries to make a list of the top animated series, they're saying, I still like these shows. That's a bullshit argument. If you're doing the top series of all time, it should take into consideration how popular a show was at its own time, not 30 years later. 
and see at the time when these things air, they are the best things that they have. And right. they change with every decade as the show evolves and creates a new, newer incarnation with a newer generation of kids to like it. It doesn't necessarily have to cater to the adults, although if you had nostalgia for the original, then you're of course going to flock to the newer version. And with the older versions, if there wasn't the original version, the new one wouldn't exist. Yeah, I mean, look at how many different things have come out of Transformers or G.I. Joe. I mean, we could name a bunch of them. Those are just the two easy ones that come to well, mind. Well, Ninja Turtles, even. I mean, that, yeah, that was yeah. a huge thing in the 80s. Well, and look what's happening now. We're getting more Thundercats. We've had a, a reboot of He-Man. We've had, you know, a, and, and not just 80s cartoons. We've had reboots of everything. Look at how many different uh, versions of Scooby-Doo there was, how many different versions of Flintstones there was. Um, you know, I mean, you can't judge it based on what you view as an adult because n- hardly any of these... Well, I mean, hardly any of these were solely made for an adult. Yes, some of the recent ones have been, and yes, some of them back then wanted to appeal to both kids and adults, but none of them were, you know, a lot of them weren't catered towards the 30-, 40-year-old adult. So it's you can't judge them like that, and I hate that. Yeah. For me, what it boils down to, and this is anything in my life, and this is just me personally, if I absolutely love something, I absolutely love it. If I absolutely can't stand it, I absolutely can't stand it. However, saying that, there are several things that I have flip-flopped either way on because of looking at it again or, or something like that. And podcasting, that's what, you know, that's the whole point of the GeekCast Radio Network. All the shows that we've done so far up to up to now, all the shows that we do, we'll do in the future, the point is to go back and, and relive your childhood. Yeah. So, I mean, so we did have instructions to try to avoid, you know, personal favorites or at least take into consideration, you know, uh, how many people watched the shows, how long they were on air, how many different things have been spun off for it, you know, the awards they won, and then just the overall quality of the show. So we tried to avoid as much bias as we could. That being said, like Mike said, it's impossible to avoid all bias when creating a list like this. And I want to just come out right from the get-go and explain what biases you can expect out of us um, so you guys can kind of get an idea. We're not trying to hide this. We understand that we do have, as geeks, certain biases. Number one I want to throw out there is the uh, the anime issue. The, the group that we've assembled as geeks, there are a few people that like anime amongst them, but overall we are not a, like... How do I want to say this? An obsessive anime group. So you're going to see that in the list. You know, it's going to be apparent by the list because there are going to be some anime shows that are left off and people are going to be pissed. But we have a bias kind of, not necessarily against anime, but it's just not something we're all usually into. Steve, do you want to to give your thoughts animation versus anime, Steve, really quick? For me, animation and anime are completely two different things. I mean, yes, a lot of American cartoons do come from uh, Japan. Technically, they can be considered anime by certain parties, yet they are still technically just regular cartoons. And for me, certain uh, certain cartoons that are um, from Japan, certain animes... Um, do really well here and have uh, a decent enough style and running that um, that I can just get. And then there's certain animes that I just I can't get past it. I mean, just 
between the look, the style, the um, just the overall. I just there's certain things that just irk me about uh, certain anime shows, and uh, to me, that's why I have some on my list, and then a lot of them not. Well, and we could have very easily said that anime was not allowed, and we could have made this a strict, you know, Western or you know, animation. Uh, a list. The reason I didn't want to do that is because I do feel that there are certain anime shows that deserve to be included. Right now, I you know I apologize to the anime die you know diehard anime fans, but you know maybe one of you guys or whatever can put together a top list of just strictly anime shows so that they get their their credit. I'm admitting that we're gonna not have everything that diehard anime fans like, but I think you should more look at it as it's an animation list with some anime shows getting some some shout outs for being as good as they are. And the way I look at it is the way I've always looked at it is is I've seen anime before. It's just not my thing. I first of all Anything that I have to, anything that I cannot understand the language they're speaking, and I have to read subtitles to, through the entire show, I will not watch that show. I just won't. Um, doesn't matter if it's anime. Doesn't matter if it's cartoon. Doesn't it? It could be a movie. Like I have never seen. This is just me going off a little bit on a tangent. I've never seen The Passion of the Christ. I won't watch it because I have to watch the subtitles throughout the whole damn thing. Um, but for me on anime, one of the things is I was a fan of podcasting before I was a podcaster. I was listening to podcasts in two. I started in two thousand seven, and then in late two thousand eight, Steve and I got together all that, all that other stuff. So for me, when I heard of podcasts, I said, "Okay, well, I cannot, in good conscience, because I'm a fan of this topic, I can't do anything with it." podcaster-wise, until that topic is over. The two biggest examples I give are World's Finest Podcast from Earth2.net and uh, the Amazing Podcast from Earth2.net. When I started Tooncast, one of the things was I specifically said, this is animation, this is Western animation, there's no anime, because I'm not an expert in anime. I'm not going to talk about something unless I can fully research it and have a good opinion of it and watch it. Everybody knows, the first... Ten episodes of of Tooncast. I specifically episodes four and five, Voltron and Thundercats, and Kevin knows this. I watched every single episode of Voltron and Thundercats for research for that episode of Tooncast. That's how I roll on on researching for podcasting. And every time everybody brings up anime, why is an anime on Tooncast or why is an anime here or there? I always defer to an amazing podcast, Kellen Scrivens over there at dot net because they're the experts. I'm not. And that's the way I approach anime. So we're not denying that we have an anti-anime bias in this list. Um, the other bias I want to talk about is what I'm calling a superhero bias, <laughs> which is basically the opposite of our what we just talked about with anime. Because, and this is almost goes to also just a general geek bias. Because this is a list, you know, made by geeks for geeks. You can kind of expect superhero shows to get a little bit more attention than maybe some people would like them to. Um, you guys are more of the superhero buffs than than I am, but I, you know I just want to be out front that there there is going to be a lot of superhero shows on the list. Yeah, um, you know, uh, for me personally, I'll, and I'll let Steve go after I say this. Um, Super Friends was good for its time. Do I think it holds up today? Not really, but that's not the point. 
My point is, is that, you know, superhero shows over the years have consistently gotten better. And James Tucker said it best on the, James Tucker is a producer for the, from the DC Animated Universe cartoon series shows. Um, he said it best on the Justice League special feature retrospective. He said, you know, we didn't set out to create the greatest superhero show ever, but in fact, we, created the greatest superhero show ever in regards to Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, one of the reasons why I love superhero shows is because they're also comic book characters. Like, I don't read comics. I haven't read comics since I was like 15, 16 years old. I don't dislike comics. I would love to get back into comics, but I just, with all the other interests I have at this point, with all the other shows and stuff that we're going to be doing on GeekCast Radio... I don't have time to consume myself with comics, and there's so much comics continuity, especially with the two big companies, DC and Marvel. I wouldn't know where to start. I'd be lost, you know? Um, so that's why I absolutely love superhero cartoons. What about you, Steve? Um, for me, I started out as a comic collector. So uh, that in a, in a big movie watcher, and a lot of it started out with um, between Ninja Turtles and Batman. So between the two, I became a huge uh, superhero fan. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the sense of, well, mostly liking Batman. But I've since grown to like various other forms of uh, superhero shows since then. And... Uh, just a lot of the newer stuff like i mean i've seen a lot of the older like the super friends and and you know the scooby-doo with batman and robin included and you know that kind of stuff i mean it it granted it technically doesn't hold up but it still paves the way for new ideas new animation styles and everything else for modern times and uh, a lot of it still kind of carries over and so uh I mean, granted, I'm more biased towards the modern versions of some of these, uh, but it's it's all good overall. I mean, it's just yeah, I, I can't deny that they're all important. Well, well, I think the major the main point I wanted to bring up these biases and stuff is because you know, yeah, with the IGN list, yes, it had a huge adult and comedy, you know, like adult slim type bias, and I was just trying to think if our list was to be labeled with any bias, it would be that we're geeks. So you're going to see a little bit more of the superhero or action uh, cartoon genres and maybe a little less, obviously, like we said, of anime, um, a little less of like educational shows, stuff like that, because, you know, if geeks are coming up with a list, you should know what to expect a little bit. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, right. Mike, do you want to, maybe we should move into as far as some important information as far as what can people expect, um, as far as dates and, you know, when they, when they can see this or how it's all going to be done, right? Know, that type of stuff. Obviously it's going to be a full podcast episode. At this point, we don't know how long each episode is going to run because we haven't recorded them yet. Uh, so, so we can't 
even determine that. Um, there are going to be some entries in the list where we only talk two or three minutes about the cartoon. There are going to be some entries on the list where we may end up having a 20-minute discussion on said cartoon on one... Say, say for example... Say, for example, Dirt is on episode 21 with us, which episode 21 is number countdown numbers 100 to 81. Say, Family Guy is number 100. <laughs> uh, you know, me personally, I'm not going to have a lot to say about that unless I bash it. Um, but, uh, like, say, Kevin and Dirt and Steve or whoever um, have a good discussion about that, and it goes 20, 30 minutes just on that one entry. We're not going to cut off a, a really good discussion before it's over. We're, we're probably not going to ever go 20 to 30 minutes. With, right. With no, 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 no. The I point know. is we're not going to cut discussions off. Some of these are going to be shocking to us. Some of them we might have debate where one of the people thinks it should be there, one person thinks it shouldn't be, right. you know, someone thinks it should be higher or lower, and we have a little debate, so we're not going to cut it off, but we're, we have no idea how long these episodes are going to be. Right. Each episode outside of this introduction episode will have four hosts – have myself, Kevin, and Steve, and then a special guest from said other collaboration networks. Um, I, I don't normally like to do more than four, and I won't. Uh, I won't ever do. F- I mean, there's only been one point in in the entire two year uh, timeline that GCR has been GCR has been running where we've had five coasts, and that was uh, last episode in the. Uh, 2010 year in review so Um, we're not going to reveal who's going to be our special guest host but just be on the lookout for some maybe you know if you guys are familiar with this week in geek or pop culture network or chicken pot pot or those types of places be on the lookout maybe some of your favorite hosts from those uh networks might show up yes and we'll leave it at that the air dates episode 20 the episode we're recording right now will air march 7th 2011 Episode 21 will air March 14th, 2011. Basically, every Monday from March 7th to April 11th over the next... And there's, and there's going to be a series of five total episodes after this one. Right. So the first one... We're going to do 20 shows per episode. So you'll get the first 20, which is 181 in episode 21. Then you'll get, you know... Uh, I don't want to try to make my brain... 80, hurt, to, 80 61. to 61. And so on. So we'll do 20 episodes each time until we're down to number one. Right. We were we came up with that number because we didn't want this necessarily to take too long. Five episodes is a good number of episodes. We were hoping that covering 20 shows per episode does not make it an extremely long episode. Um, but like I said, we don't know what to expect. Some shows we could talk about for a couple minutes. Some shows it might be five or six minutes. Who knows? Right. Um, so basically, like you said, every Monday from what date to what date? What, what's the what's the final episode air date? Episode 20 through 25 runs. It starts March 7th, 2011. It ends April 11th, 2011. So basically over the next five weeks. Uh, gotcha. So so that's what you should be looking for every Monday from here on out. And once it's all said and done, as far as the, um, the actual episodes podcast-wise, that is when we will also put on geekcastradio.com a visual post like we were talking about before, that will give you a breakdown of all 100 shows. It'll give some basic, you know, information, some visual stuff for you to look at, and, and that type of thing. So you're going to get it in both audio form and in visual form, and 
hopefully you look at the visual and you listen to the uh, the audio so you can kind of hear some of the debate because hopefully that will prevent some of the bickering or some of the comments how could you do this or that or this is too high or this is too low because you're going to hear us discuss that in the actual podcast right um did promise you some teaser stuff here towards the end and i think it's come to that time i've just revealed to both mike and steve the 15 shows that just missed the top 100 so these are the 15 ones that were the closest to getting in one of them actually tied for number 100 and based on our tie-breaking vote did not make the cut we're not going to tell you which one did until next episode um but now that you guys can see some of these shows that did not make the cut i guess i'll read them real quick so everybody can hear and then i'll get your thoughts on some of them um schoolhouse rock is not going to make our top 100 because it lost a tiebreaker for the 100th spot Thundar the Barbarian and Transformers a- Animated missed it by one vote. And by one vote, I mean if one person would have picked that as their 100th show, they would have been into the countdown. So it missed it not just by one vote, but by being the last show on someone's list that could have made it. Um, Teen Titans missed it by about uh, six points. Goof Troop, Beast Machines, Daria, Dungeons & Dragons... Raccoons, Kim Possible, Wolverine and the X-Men, Jackie Chan Adventures, The Superhero Squad, Fraggle Rock, and G.I. Joe Resolute are your 15 closest shows that made that just missed it. Like I said, 350 votes or shows got voted on. These are your 15 shows closest that just didn't quite make it. Um, I know you guys are probably chomping at the bit. Uh, Steve, what are some of your thoughts? Um, I'm saying <laughs> boo to three of them. Yeah. Which three would you have preferred most out of those to make the list? Um, uh, I'll go in order of which ones I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast Machines, uh, G.I. Joe Resolute, and Transformers Animated. Yeah. I would have guessed those three, actually. <laughs> Mike, which ones, um, well, which ones for you? First of all, I have to say one thing. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy. That one didn't actually make the top 100, thank God, because Teen Titans is not in continuity. Anyway, Teen I, Titans fetish. Or I just fetish. had to. I just had to get that in there. Um, Which shows are you most disappointed that didn't make the list? Transformers animated, Goof mm-hmm. Troop, Beast Machines, uh, Superhero Squad. Uh, out of those, before you go any further, I, I that's it. Okay, out of those, there was only three of those shows that made the IGN list, and that was Schoolhouse Rock, uh, Teen Titans, and Dungeons and Dragons. Those were the three that made the IGN list that did not make ours as far as these 15 goes. The one I'm most bummed about, and I know I have a different take on it than you guys, um, is Dungeons and Dragons. I absolutely love that show, and uh, I was kind of upset that it didn't quite make it. But overall, there's some quality shows in that list. However, I'm not necessarily saying I'm completely bummed that they're not in the top 100. There are obviously going to be some in the top 100 that I would have not liked to be in there. But like I said, we only could control our own list. I do want to mention one other one that didn't quite make the list. It wasn't even in the top 15, but I thought it deserved a little bit more credit. But maybe it just kind of got lost in the whatever decade it came out. Star Trek, the animated series, I thought deserved a little bit more attention, but it also did not make the list. Any other... I know you guys have other thoughts probably on some of these. I can't believe. What is wrong with these collaborators? Beast Machines didn't even make it 
Oh my god. Uh, I get that people, I get the hate for Beast Machines, but seriously, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I love Beast Machines, actually. I don't think I even put it in my top 100, though. I had the three that I listed in my top 20. Yeah. I know I voted for uh, Schoolhouse Rock. I know I voted for Goof Troop. I know I voted for Dungeons and Dragons, Fraggle Rock, and G.I. Joe Resolute. I don't um, even know what Raccoons is. Raccoons was a long-running show in the 80s, actually. Um, it was the some of the same people that were the voices on like cops and some of those shows. Okay. Um, it was a long running show and it was pretty popular for its time, but I can understand it kind of missing because a lot of people probably have first, you know, since forgotten about it or, or whatnot. But I think that's a good, uh, collection of completely different shows that yeah. show you a little bit because we have some of the, like Daria and Kim possible, obviously on one hand, you know, you, you can see a little bit of an educational type thing with schoolhouse rock, not quite making it. You have your straight-up action, and it is kind of, you know, even though I said we're biased towards superhero and action shows, there was a lot of action shows and superhero shows that we just listed that didn't make the list. So it, it kind of hopefully leaves people a little interested in um, what did make the list then. But I am excited because Beast Machines actually made this, or Beast Wars actually made this list. <laughs> you think. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Take that, IGN. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, there's 30 shows on our list that didn't make the IGN list, and you'll have to wait and see which ones those are. I don't know if we have any other uh, general um, thoughts about those 15 or general thoughts about the overall um, making of the list or the reveal of the list, anything we left out that we need to talk about. Not really. We pretty much hit it all in this in this introductory episode to the countdown. Um, Steve, do you have any final thoughts, really quick? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right, uh, really quick before we go into the outro, we are going to hit one of the ads that Kevin made for the Geekcast Radio Network Top 100 Animated Series of All Time. We'll be back after this. Hey guys, this is Optimus Solo from the Geekcast Radio Network, and I was thinking the other day that maybe I've been too hard on the folks over at IGN. I mean, they had to put some effort into their Top 100 Animated Series of All Time list, right? I mean, maybe it's just me that wants to punch a baby when I read it. So in all fairness, I thought we should gather some of the people who were involved with this list and get their opinions. So what do you guys think about the IGN list? I didn't think it was physically possible, but this both sucks and blows. Okay, uh, anyone else? Dumb, dumb, dumb! Those dudes are so dumb! I'm afraid to ask, but anyone else? Epic fail. Homer, they put your show at the top of your list. You gotta like their list, right? I stand by my disappointed groan. So I guess we should do something about it then. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I am, Brain. I think we should unveil the GeekCast Radio Network's Top 100 Animated Series of All Time list. I second that emotion. And I know that our list will be much better than the IGN list. Do you know why? We watch a lot of TV. That and the fact that we are teaming up with This Week in Geek, the Pop Culture Network, Chicken Pop Pod, and some other great geek sites. Now your powers combined. We will give you a list geeks everywhere can be proud of. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on GeekCast Radio. There are so ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each episode post. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. 
Follow us on Twitter. The show there is Geekcast Radio minus TFG on Mike. Kevin, what is your Twitter? Optimus Solo. Steve? SCP21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name, 502-526-5821. Quick note about the voicemail line. I didn't tell Steve or Kevin about this, but I've made an executive decision. Any voicemail thoughts on the, the actual countdown when we get into the countdown episodes, when we get into releasing them, anyone that leaves a voicemail between March 7th and April 11th, we will have a special voicemail clip show episode after episode 25. So that way, if anybody calls in with their thoughts on our overall countdown, they can have their voices heard in a special episode just for voicemails. I hope you enjoyed this episode of GeekCast Radio and wish you'll join us next time when we will be enveloped in epicness as we start the GCRN Top 100 Animated Series of All Time Countdown from numbers 100 to 81. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Steve Megatron Phillips. And Optimus Solo. Thank you for listening. Until next time. You've just heard the introduction to the GCRN Top 100 Animated Series of All Time. Tune in next time for numbers 100 through 81. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.